This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When asked yesterday about his age as he runs for re-election, President Biden said that it doesn't register with him. Okay. I know you're trying to play it cool, but you made it sound like a symptom. My age, I never remember. You know, that seems to be the one and only joke that the late night peoples can tell about the President of the United States is every night, again and again, it's the uh, ain't he old joke. Isn't that ageism? Isn't there an ism associated with that? You know it. Well, it's Friday again. Happy Friday to you and welcome. And that means, you know, more technical difficulties because it's a day of the week. Here at our Washington, D.C.-based operation, Joe Biden spoke yesterday. Kamala Harris spoke yesterday. Uh, neither one of them is very bright. Have you noticed that? You probably probably noticed that already. Uh, but they keep feeling the need to prove it again and again. Uh, the leadership of the United States of America, we're supposed to be the leaders of the free world and all that stuff. We, we've got these uh, these nutcases, these dimwits, these, these uh, boy, oh boy, I'm telling you. Uh, you know, as they phase out the incandescent light bulb, so, uh, so go their brains. I was at a hardware store just uh, the other day, and uh, no more incandescent light bulbs because Democrats, Democrats, they, they got these uh, funny lights make everybody look like an Eastern European cadaver, which may be somewhat redundant, but, but nevertheless, that's the way that uh, these light bulbs make you look as a funny color, not a natural light by any stretch of the imagination. So we've got, uh, we've got a great deal for you once again, as, uh, as we do every day, because the Democrats. Joe Biden was asked by a little child yesterday, a little child. There were little, it was uh, take your kid to work day. Uh, Hunter wasn't there. He was, I think he was hiding in the, the third floor of the White House. Uh, they might have a rehab facility up there. Either that or just maybe an opium den. Hard to say. You think there are any Russian hookers on the top floor of the White House right now as we speak, Jeff? Jeff Wolf is in today for Michael Piercy. Michael Piercy is off doing personal business. He's got some personal business. And Jeff Wolf is in. And uh, Jeff, do you think that there are Russian prostitutes in the White House? As we, we got Hunter Biden in there. So there's, you think that his father gave him one of those glass pipes that's not a pipe, it's just a tube with a brass screen and a rubber mouthpiece, and what you do with it is then up to you. Uh, but uh, remember they said they were uh, sending those out, and they said, well, it's not a crack pipe. It's just a glass tube with a brass screen, you know, like uh, the ones you had in high school, and and uh, pretty amazing stuff. But a uh, little children, surrounded by little children who were cackling because they were at the White House, and the president was there, and it was bring your kid to to work day, and reporters got to, recovering the White House, got to bring their kids to work, and I, I assume that uh, they, uh, they gave the kids questions to the president ahead of time on a cheat sheet. 
so he'd know what questions the children were going to ask. You see, the Los Angeles Times continues to deny that they provided the White House the question. So the White House either has a psychic, they've got a psychic in residence, or uh, they've hacked into the Los Angeles Times uh, computer and text systems to find out what the questions will be ahead of time. But, you know, look, you can't trust what the L.A. Times puts on the front page, and they, you can't trust them when they put out a statement saying, us, us give the White House the question ahead of time? Heck no. No, they just divined what the question would be and then came to us first knowing what the question would be by magic because the government is magic. That's the, And Joe Biden, he's uh, the wizard. He's like Merlin. Amazing stuff. But they got a little kid, little kids there. And some are cute little And the White House staff people, they got to bring their kids to work too. I'm surprised there are so many breeders there. there I didn't know that there, were, there was a lot of breeding going on in the, in the Biden White House and in the news media too. What, that's a, it's a surprise, I think, for all of us. But a child asked, uh, kind of interestingly, what, uh, what country did you visit recently? And he'd been to Ireland a couple of weeks ago. Remember when he made a fool of himself again and again, embarrassed our nation and himself over and over again. It's difficult for him to embarrass himself at this point, but he embarrassed our nation and uh, by behaving as he always behaves. So the child asked what country he had visited, and he couldn't remember. He, he actually couldn't remember. And then the child, actually a, a different child, jumped in and said, Ireland. And uh, Joe Biden said, oh, yeah, Ireland, yeah, where the— yeah, more of my ancestors came from, and they went to Scranton, and that was the Blewett family, the Blewett family. No Bidens came from Ireland. The Blewetts came, and uh, but the Joe Blewett probably wouldn't have won the presidential election. So the child uh, asked what country he had visited recently, and he didn't know. He didn't know. Um, no cognitive test needed, though, although you see the former White House doctor uh, has called for the president to take a cognitive test because he believes that he's seen evidence on television and elsewhere that Joe Biden's cognitive abilities are limited, impeded, impaired. Uh, and uh, they're not going to do it because the news media, uh, they, they voted for Joe Biden, so they are there to fluff him, to give him a you know, good uh, rub down. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't recall Ireland, so a, a six-year-old, maybe a four-year-old, said Ireland. And he's like, oh, yeah, Ireland. And then uh, he was asked about his grandchildren, and once again he got the number of grandchildren that he has wrong. And this is fine. This is not in the news today. It's, uh, this is all okay because he's a Democrat. Um, and Kamala Harris was meeting with the uh, U.S. Secretary of State and the Korean, South Korean president visiting the United States. And she went off on a giggling, you know, dummy jag about um, the Squid Games, which is a South Korean television show, and about kid pop bands, boy pop bands out of South Korea uh, while giggling. And she embarrassed us as well. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to report, though, that people are noticing Joe Biden has, uh, it's a near all-time, uh, perhaps at all-time low approval rating. On the, on the Gallup poll, the Gallup poll is not even a CNN or an NBC poll because they don't they they have got different methodology. But the Gallup polling people found that Joe Biden his approval rating uh, she's a no good. It's a no good at all. I uh, I gotta I gotta tell you. And the Washington Post they're very upset. They've got the headline: Biden isn't doing enough in the fight against Republican extremism. Republican extremism. How many transgender massacres have there been lately, uh, Jeff? Because I got to tell you, you know, they keep looking at this MAGA extremism. 
There have been more transgender people committing mass murders, suicide attacks lately. Uh, and I, I keep looking for that MAGA hat wearing uh, right wing extremist to do something. Uh, speaking of which, there were left wing lunatics, I told you yesterday, sitting down in traffic in Washington, D.C., just outside of Washington, D.C., in Virginia, across the mighty Potomac River. And the George Washington Memorial Parkway, they sat down to impede rush hour and created a traffic jam miles and miles long because, you know, the weather. They were very upset about the weather, really mental about the weather, thoroughly mental about the weather. And so they created this traffic jam blocking traffic because they love laying in traffic, which I, I think, honestly, if you're laying in traffic for political reasons, it should be legal to run you over. It Shouldn't it? We should we should pass a law. Maybe Congress should pass a law about that. And then leftists showed up at the National Gallery of Art where they vandalized a, an Edvard Degas sculpture of, uh, you know, a little ballerina. And uh, liberals, a man and a woman, and when they speak, you can see that they're very limited mentally. They're, I'd say they're in their 50s. Maybe he's in his 50s. She's in her 40s. I wouldn't want to insult her age. Um, they uh, very severely brain-damaged people. They uh, 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 slopped paint all over the... See, there's a plexiglass box over the Degas sculpture, and it's on a pedestal. So they slapped... uh, One had black paint, and the other had red paint, because, you know, uh, climate means blood and all that stuff. And Oh, by the way, that transgender person in Montana, of all places, is, you have blood on your hands, and this is not hyperbole. I I don't think uh, he knows what the word hyperbole means. But never mind that. Oh, yeah, and speaking of him and all that, we got uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Says, apparently you should go to jail if you go to jail, if you're critical of him. And if you call him him, it should be illegal, which means the police should come and put handcuffs on you, arrest you, take you away, and put you in jail because you uh, offended the sensitivities and the sensibilities of Dylan Mulvaney. And, by the way, he um, uh, uh, Maybelline, you know, the makeup people, uh, also hired him, and now they are being boycotted and their sales are hurting, just like Bud Light. Um, but they'll never learn because it's really about the, the social project and the, and the politics, not about capitalism. Capitalism is evil, man. Yeah, so the environmentalists at the National Gallery of Art slathered paint using their hands because they're uncivilized people. Uh, all over this uh, day, got thousands in damage uh, on the wooden floors, too. The wooden floors are beautiful, wooden plank floors. And uh, not brand new, they're, they're uh, vintage. And, uh, and they were taken away in handcuffs uh, and uh, executed. They were, interestingly enough, they were executed shortly thereafter on the mall in Washington, D.C. We have a guillotine. R- remember when the Democrats brought a guillotine in during Trump and they, they were guillotining things in front of the White House? And the news media thought that was neat. Just don't bring a noose to January 6th because that's really bad. But a guillotine to the White House, that's, that's kosher. They brought the guillotine to Jeff Bezos' uh, mansion in Washington, D.C., too. He bought an old museum and converted it to his house. Um, and that's, uh, you know, because Democrats. And he gave it. And he did that because he knew Hillary Clinton was going to win the presidency and he wanted to be close to her. So the environmental fanatics are, you know, up to their usual hijinks. And at the National Gallery of Art, they, they, uh, they've been gluing themselves to a lot of things, including some Hollywood dim-witted actors gluing their hands to countertops at Starbucks or something because they want a free coffee and they want it now, something like that. And, and they've been gluing themselves to paintings and uh, artworks in Europe and, you know, the great museums of, of Europe. And, uh, and they're mental. I, they're, they're mental, right? 
And yesterday, vandalizing the... Now, fortunately, it was already in a plexiglass case because they know that there are a lot of liberals out there who will vandalize priceless works of art because the weather... It's raining today. They must be very upset because the climate changed yesterday. It was nicer. Today, it's less nice. That means climate change. The climate changed. That's, that's the thing about them. Um, pretty amazing, amazing stuff. So we got that going for us. And uh, lots of transgender stories because Zoe Zephyr, not his real name, is an elected uh, official in Montana, a Democrat, obviously, uh, and is now sitting in the hallway because he's been banned. He's been so disruptive and violating the rules in the Montana State House that they said, well, you can still be a, a state representative, but you have to do it from home. And you can vote from home for the rest of the session because you're so disruptive. So Zoe Zephyr, not not his real name, uh, is now sitting out in the hallway, I assume close to the ladies' room, just in case. I'll be to that. And um, and also in Kansas, the uh, the they've got a Democrat governor there, and she's a nut. They uh, The Republicans passed a bill defining a woman as a human female. And, uh, you know, a girl as a, as a human female and and a woman as a human female, and a man as a, defining the words in law. And the Democrat governor vetoed the bill. Vetoed the bill. Vetoed Corleone the bill. That's uh, because they don't believe that a woman is a female human, that a girl is a female human, that a woman is an adult female human. So uh, she, Democrat governor, this is why you shouldn't have uh, Democrats as governors, just one of many reasons, said, oh, no, you can't say what everybody's known for thousands of years, uh, but the Democrat Party is erasing women now. It's, you know, you know that pound me too, that pound me too thing? That there's that woman accusing President Trump of sexually assaulting her a lifetime ago and a, like a Bergdorf Goodman um, uh, changing room or something like that. And, uh, and according to the Washington Post, she couldn't resist. Carol cites pound me too as inspiration to go public. I think we should start a... Um, Pound, erase me too. You know, erase me too movement because the Democrats, you know, in the sporting events and the you saw the the man winning the well, he didn't win the marathon in London, but ran as a woman and beat out fourteen hundred women, and he had just run as a man in the New York City marathon, then flew to London and said, "Now I'm a woman, and I'm running as a woman in the marathon here." Pretty amazing stuff. So we got uh, we got some of that. Um, also, you know the. Uh, Listen, murder rates are up across the country. Murder rates up uh, 10% in the biggest U.S. cities, and our police chief is being is being uh, praised in the Washington Post today. Up 30% in Philadelphia. But um, comfort yourself with the knowledge that reading scores are down 30%. Well, ACT, it's the, the a, 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 ACT, is that what they call the uh, The test, the standardized test, down 30%, down 30%, right? Uh, but murder rates in Philadelphia are up 30%. And the reason in both cases is Democrats, Democrats. So we got that. Um, also saying that uh, in Minnesota, these crazy leftists in Minnesota want to put you on a government registry if you say that the Wuhan Red Death came from Wuhan uh, or if you defend author J.K. Rowling, who says that men are men and women are women. They're going to put you on a government registry. Uh, it's like a hate crime registry, a bias registry they're going to put you on. 
And also, uh, we got, you know, climate lunatics. You know, the White House Correspondents' Dinner is in Washington, D.C. tomorrow night. Uh, I, w- I will be attending. I'm actually going to the White House Correspondents' Dinner tomorrow night. And uh, climate lunatics are planning on blockading it, shutting it down because of the mental illness. The mental illness. It's a terrible thing. And in California, Doomsday, it's right here on the front page. I have it right here on the front page of the Washington Post. Doomsday is around the corner. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, the Doomsday Cult comes to the front page of the Washington Post today. I'll get to that. And I'm going to recommend harassing. I've got a plan for harassing Democrats when you see them out in public, wherever you may find them. That's uh, it's part of a plan I've got. I want to share that with you. Right now, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Russ calling from Winchester, Virginia. Russell, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I um been thinking about all these people protesting uh, that started in, in Europe with people going to these high-end businesses and throwing paint and then gluing themselves to uh, cars. Well, you know, they don't want to spank their kids, so maybe they should be put into a timeout. And when they crazy glue themselves to something, let them stay there. Give them a couple of days to sit in their own soil. You know, if they're wet paint as well, let them, let them get stuck in the wet paint. Uh, don't call the police for a couple of days and then see how many see if it shows a lesson to others not to do this type of behavior. I'm in favor of this. I, uh, I, I believe that I've recommended the same thing in the past that when they there was one woman, Russ, I don't know if you remember this, who glued her breasts, I kid you not, to the street. She peeled off her top and glued her own breastesses to the street in front of um, a big financial house. It was Goldman Sachs or something in London and glued her breast to, to the street. And and I thought, well, what do you do? I mean, you could get a spatula, you know, get a nice metal spatula from the grill and come over and, and say, you know, how are we going to get these off? But really, I think the best solution is just leave her there. And uh, whatever they're glued to, whether it's inside of a Starbucks or wherever it is, just leave them glued to the thing until they molt their skin, until their skin sheds off and, and they can walk away on their own. I think that would be the best thing for them. Russ, uh, you know, good ideas. Sometimes it takes time before good ideas catch on. But I think that's an idea that should catch on. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. 
So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. The Washington Post is a newspaper of some repute. They have awards and things like that. And uh, today, mine arrived at my front door, and I, I was marveling once again, doing spit takes, guffawing with my best girl on the couch at the absurdity of the newspaper, such as it is. Uh, the, the front page above the fold, there is a picture of what appears to be a young girl standing uh, out in a desert-like area looking at a, a river or a big creek going by. Stand there looking at it. And the headline, the headline is, In California, comma, Rising Fears of a Doomsday Deluge. There's that doomsday again. They love doomsday, don't they? They're, they're a doomsday death cult, the whole thing. As, and, and it's about the weather because it snowed a lot in the mountains in California. I told you my brother was uh, snowboarding a lot uh, over the last few months because uh, he switched from skis to snowboards. So naturally he was snowboarding. And uh, lives in San Diego, my brother, and he goes up in the mountains and he snowboards because he's uh, Tarzan. He's very, very athletic. And, and it says, uh, after a, a long drought, first they complained about the drought, and then it snowed a lot, so now they've got a lot of water, and now they're complaining about that. Because it doesn't matter what happens in the weather, they're, they're against it, you know? Uh, no matter what it is or who commenced it, they're against it. After a long drought, record snow melt... Record snow melt may be poised to flood ill-prepared farm towns. The farm towns are ill-prepared, and because there was a lot of snow, they're going to call it. And everything's a record. Of you know, it says, "Oh, in uh, four thousand years, yeah, yeah, we've been there for about one hundred and twenty years. Uh, you don't know what happened four thousand years ago, but never mind that. So these, it's record snow melt. Everything's a record. Maybe poised. It's poised like the little girl on the front page." To flood ill-prepared farm towns. Maybe the farm towns uh, should prepare because they have mountains over there and it snows and it rains too and you guys have mudslides all the time and, and things like that. You're California. I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's the land of disasters. So rising fears. I loved all the charged language. And my best girl and I, we were laughing. And just above that it says, democracy dies in darkness. Nattering nabobs of negativism, right? You got dyes and darkness, then you've got fears and doomsday and deluge, and you haven't even gotten to the first word of the story yet. By Brianna Sachs. Brianna Sachs typed up the story on behalf of the doomsday death cult that is the Democrat Party. Isn't that amazing? So everything is bad. Drought is bad. Snowfall is bad. Snow melt is bad. Water is bad. Lack of water is bad. And they're hysterical about all of it, like little schoolgirls. Can't call them little schoolgirls. I've got to call them little, what do they, what do they call them now? Uh, Egg-producing people. That was yesterday's, uh, yesterday's Democrat story. Can't call them girls or boys. Sperm-producing people and egg-producing people. This is your, your Democrat party. Aren't they amazing? The lead story in today's Washington Post, upper right-hand corner of the A-sectional, the A-sectional, a lot of them are asexual. Uh, some of them are metrosexual. 
Growth in GDP, the gross domestic product, slows sharply. It slows sharply. Tepid figure fuels gloomy outlook. Boy, I got to tell you, this this is really negative. It's really is there anything good going on? Not as far as they can tell. No, they're not aware of anything. Expansion rate of 1.1% reveals quote growing cracks. There are growing cracks, and we're all going to fall into them. It's uh, you know, it's, what's that mountain climbing movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone? You know, where it's, there are growing cracks, fissures, and we're going to fall into them and be crushed because. You know, that it, it, it slows sharply. And uh, an expansion rate in the economy, GDP of 1.1%. But they, you know, but it's not Biden's fault. See, because Biden is good, so anything bad that happens is not Biden's fault. I'm looking for Biden's name in the story, and uh, you don't find it. Now, if this were happening under Trump, the slow growth rate or any Republican, it would be Republicans destroying economy as GDP contracts, right? That would be the, uh, the thing. But they uh, they don't do that when when you're a when you're a Democrat because they voted for you and they're Democrats too. So it's it's much better to be a Democrat, at least in terms of at least in terms of media coverage. You know, no, that goes. So uh, and also above the fold on the uh, on the front page of the A sectional fissures. That's this is where I got the word fissures from. It's in the next headline. Fissures emerge on abortion in red states. In red states. Thwarted South Carolina-Nebraska bills show infighting on how far limits should go. You mean that the uh, issue is being debated on a state level, which is uh, the whole point of repealing, you know, anybody? Can I just, uh, that's, the, that's the thing. So there was a, um, a bill in South Carolina that, that failed, and a uh, Republican, there's a, one of the leading opponents is a Republican woman in the South Carolina, South Carolina State House who very, very eloquently made her case. Um, and that is, of course, what everybody knew what happened when Roe v. Wade, which was based on very shaky law from the get-go, when Roe v. Wade was repealed, it would revert to the states, and the states would, uh, yeah, cliffhanger, that was it, cliffhanger. And, <laughs> and uh, the uh, fishers, slipping into the fishers. Um, so that's uh, that. It, you know what was predicted to happen has happened, and it has reverted to the states where the abortion laws are being hashed out, uh, and it's being debated again, which is what Americans who are pro-life wanted. You see, but you, you Democrats, you never understood anything, nor I think will you ever understand anything. Speaking of Tucker Carlson, did you see the uh, the Tucker Carlson? Because this is pretty, this is pretty wild. He posted a video day before yesterday has now more than 60 million views, more than 60 million views, right? Which is pretty good, I guess. That's pretty good. In 24 hours, Newsmax has the story for us. Newsmax surging in the ratings as well. Newsmax with the story, Carlson video exceeds 60 million views in less than 24 hours. And Michael Katz wrote the story at Newsmax, and Newsmax TV. Tucker Carlson's two-minute video posted on Twitter containing his first comments since he was fired by Fox News on Monday has gained more than 60 million views as of Thursday afternoon. I'm sure the number is much greater by now. Carlson's video posted at 8.01 p.m. on Wednesday had racked up 60.5 million views by 3.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Thursday. 
did not address the uh, abrupt departure of the Fox host from the highest-rated cable news show or what he plans to do next. Fox has yet to comment on what led to Carlson's firing. Now, uh, the the moment this happened, immediately after this happened, so what is Tucker Carlson going to do? Oh, no, he lost his, his you know very lucrative uh, job at Fox News. And my take on it was, well, he's got a relationship as one of the founding fathers of the Daily Caller, although he did divest from there apparently a couple of years ago. Uh, he's got a relationship with them still. He could go to the Daily Caller and do a Joe Rogan-style streaming video show. And again, he got 60 million viewers in 24 hours. His show uh, typically on uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time on the Fox News channel would get 3 or 4 million viewers, I think. And uh, now 60 million viewers. And because controversy sells, as they say, in Washington, which is a show business town. And... Um, you know, we, we should have uh, Washington, it's a show business town, T-shirts or coffee mugs or something, because it's all a terrible television show, isn't it? But Tucker Carlson can obviously, and I said from the very beginning, before anyone else said anything, just kidding, um, said, because it's impossible to be the first to say anything anywhere. But um, I said before, before a lot of people, listen, he's just, he can do what he wants. He can write his own ticket. It's not like, uh, you know, they're going to switch the lights off at the end of the month on him. He's fine. And he can have a streaming show on a variety of different platforms, including perhaps the Daily Caller, and have an audience bigger than the audience he had at uh, Fox News. And Fox News is engaged in a form of autoerotic asphyxiation right now in the closet. Um, it's, it's, you know, talk about bad idea genes, uh, man, oh, man. But this proves it, 60.5, and I'll, I'll go check I'll during the course of the show and see what the latest number is on on the streams. But as of yesterday afternoon, more than 60 million views. That's rather gigantic. I think he'll be okay. What do you think? I think he'll be okay. Jeff thinks he'll be okay too, which is good, comforting. Jeff knows he's got uh, he's got some he's got some like uh, like the White House press office. He's got some psychic capabilities too. Yes, sir. Um, also on the front page of the Washington Post today, they have an obituary. They don't often have an obituary on the front page of the Washington Post or other papers unless it's a really giant, you know, legendary figure. Uh, here it is, Carolyn Bryant. Carolyn Bryant, 1934 to 2023, as you might imagine, since it's an obituary. Now, who is Carolyn Bryant, you might ask? Why is she on the front page, her obituary of the uh, Washington Post? Her accusation led to the murder of Emmett Till, of Emmett Till, a teenager who was murdered in 1955. Now, I think in Washington, D.C., there have been how many, like 100 and some odd murders so far this year just in our our small city. And the police chief is being praised as he's leaving the job to go take a job at the FBI. He's, oh, what a hero. The murder rates are up 20% over last year. And uh, there are children being shot and killed all over the place. And so naturally he's being promoted to a job at the FBI because they like the cut of his jib. They said, FBI said, wait a minute, look at the skyrocketing crime rate in Washington. Murder rates are galloping up. The carjacking rates are everywhere. Oh, there was a carjacking yesterday uh, about a mile from the radio station. I was was telling you um, about... How these stores in the you know the nice part of Washington D.C. Chevy Chase Circle, Upper Connecticut Avenue, 
how the stores there have been looted. Magruder's, the uh, the the family-owned grocery store. It's a great grocery store, Upper Connecticut Avenue. And, you know, they're just, the Democrats are going in and just filling up their bags and uh, leaving with stuff. The CVS, you know, the pharmacy. Uh, and what else? The Safeway. They've all been plundered by Democrats of late. And right on the right in the same neighborhood, the same stretch, there was uh, carjacking two guys. Democrats, police are looking for two Democrats, um, held up a, a man, turned out to be an Uber driver, uh, sitting in his car. And they, uh, they drove up in a car. Two guys jump up, guns, carjack the Uber driver, steal his car. One guy jumps back in their own car that they drove there in. And uh, the other guy steals the Uber driver's car. And they drove away. But then they dumped the car a couple of miles away. So it was really just for fun. It was just for practice. You know, armed robbery, carjackings, just for fun. And carjackings are, are hugely, just developing hugely, enormously in Washington, D.C., and the uh, police chief, Chief Conti, he's on the, uh, there's a heroic uh, portrait of him on the front page of the Metro sectional because he's leaving. He grew up in Washington, D.C. He was police officer for a long time, D.C. police. Then he became the, the Pifa Chalice, as they call him here, the Pifa Chalice. And, um, and now he's leaving to go to the FBI. Homicides, we're now number four in the country with homicides. We're number four, Washington, D.C., but, you know, with a bullet. And, uh, and climbing. Carjackings are skyrocketing. So naturally, the FBI took a look at him and said, hey, let's make him deputy director of the FBI. He wrecks everything. And that's the business that the FBI is in. So, so they got the Washington Post just loves Chief Conti. And I know uh, a lot of police officers, and I know police officers that like Chief Conti. And there are things about him that I have uh, liked, uh, too. Um, but he's leaving now rather than fixing the problems here. And the, really the problem is the mayor and the city council that are pro-crime and pro-criminal more than, more than the police chief. But the, uh, the uh, police chief who grew up in Washington, D.C., a uh, career Washington, D.C. police officer, became the chief. And now he's on his way to the FBI just, uh, you know, blocks away from the D.C. police headquarters. And uh, FBI, deputy director of the FBI, I assume he'll be in charge of... Uh, getting homicides and carjacking rates up across the country because now he's going to be a Fed. And that's, that's the job that they have at the FBI. Amazing stuff. But back to um, the uh, obituary for Carolyn Bryant, 1934 to 2023. Her accusation led to murder of Emmett Till. And the subheadline says, Wife of one of the boy's killers was central to episode that helped spur the civil rights movement. Um, he was murdered by Democrats, by Democrats. Look it up. Carolyn Bryant was 21 years old in 1955, a former beauty queen, listen to this, with ivory skin, high cheekbones. High cheekbones? I wonder if she's related to Elizabeth Warren. Might be because, you know, uh, all of the Cherokee people have high cheekbones, and Elizabeth Warren's, like her papaw. Her papaw had high cheekbones like all the Cherokee people. And so did Carolyn Bryant have high cheekbones like all the Cherokee people. And ivory skin, that means she's white, real white. And uh, she lived a quiet life, raising her two sons, working at her husband's Mississippi grocery until a 14-year-old African-American, Emmett Till, stopped by the store for bubblegum one August evening, said to have wolf-whistled at her on the way out. Well, you know, ivory skin... Uh, alabaster skin and high cheekbones. 
Emmett Till was abducted, tortured, and shot. It was a terrible murder. It was a horrible, terrible murder. And, and uh, you know, they've ignored, they ignored almost 10,000 African-Americans being murdered in the United States last year. And we're on our way to, if not a record, homicide year in Washington, D.C. Well, you know, we're competing. But that's not on the front page. We've had little girls and little boys shot. We've had uh, little teenage girls as carjackers, too. Never on the front page. Never on the... No, but uh, racial division from 1955. That ought to do it. That's on the front page. To be sure. Also, the Democrats vandalizing the Degas in a climate protest at the National Gallery of Art. That's coming up. And transgender Democrats. What's the matter with kids these days? At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'll have a John Hinckley update for you today as well. It will excite Democrats, to be sure. Right now, let's go to uh, let's go to the telephones, Jeff. Uh, let's go to Matt calling from Frederick, Maryland. Matthew, you're on the Chris Plant Show. How are you, sir? I'm great, Matt. What do you know? Uh, no, I just heard you uh, talking about the the guys in uh, D.C. robbing the uh, or carjacking the uh, the Uber Eats guy. Right. Yes. And uh, my brother-in-law works for uh, the Baltimore City Police, and he says that is the new trend, that uh, they're actually robbing them, and uh, whatever cash app, wherever they use, and that's how they, that's the new the new thing. Robbing the Uber Eats guys. So they're they're willing to commit. They, they, they carjacking and robbing them all at the same time, and that they, they get the guy in the car and drive them to a different location, kick them out, and then drive the car somewhere else and rob them at the same time. So you've got um, armed robbery, carjacking, felony kidnapping. kidnapping. Fel- yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Felony kidnapping so that you can steal an egg. It's a lot sa- of work. They should just get a regular job. and yeah, Risking like 30 years in prison to get the General Chow's chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, here you got an egg sandwich out of the deal, and you're risking thirty yeah. to forty years in prison. Well, you know that's uh, it's Pretty like the, the Baltimore school system. That's what they're teaching in the Baltimore school system. I think it's rough. It's rough. I can tell you what, my my sister works for Johns Hopkins, and our brother-in-law is a police officer there, and it's a uh, it's a different kind of place. Yeah, Baltimore City is uh, is a tough place. You know what uh, Spike Lee calls it, right? Spike Lee calls uh, Baltimore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What does he call it? Yeah. What, what does he call it? Bodymore Murderland, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Bodymore yeah. Murderland is what he calls it. And uh, these Democrat-run cities, they, uh, what you know, people keep voting for Democrats. A vote for Democrats is a vote for murder. A vote for Democrats is a vote for carjacking. It's a vote for failed schools, and a school-to-prison pipeline. 
So, you know, vote Democrat if you'd like. Hey guys, welcome to the Candy Valentino Show. I'm Candy Valentino. I was a founder before I could legally order a drink. And for more than two and a half decades, I've built, scaled, acquired, and exited multiple businesses in diverse industries. Now my goal is to help you by sharing the knowledge that I've learned, the mistakes that I've made, and the wisdom that I've developed over my journey. Bi-weekly episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Candy Valentino Show, wherever you listen.